Welcome to the Epic Podcast, your weekly dose of mental foreplay. My name is Matt. I'm Jen. I'm Austin. I'm Christina. I'm David. And this week is the final season's episode of Mostly Monday. <laughs> is it mostly Monday or mostly monthly? <laughs> that- we just happened to record on Monday. Oh, no. <laughs> it's mostly Monday. We mostly record on Mondays. Yeah. We suck again. It's true. It's mostly. true. We do. <laughs> that was a great mumble. So mostly monthly. <laughs> yeah. Right. There we go. There and we go. Uh, you know, I, I hear there, there's uh, you know big, big ballyhoo rabble rah about the uh, childhood dinner rules that are being broken nowadays. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think I would. I wouldn't say that there's a ballyhoo. Um, but <clears throat> what's what's the scuttlebutt on the situation? The, the Twitter, scuttlebutt. It, no. Here's the thing. No. 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 I've given up all the all the news sources because they're just depressing and annoying. So I decided to look up good news <laughs> and I found goodnewsnetwork.org. So then you can kind of just scroll around and find lots of light and fluffy things. Um, <laughs> so they were doing a poll. Um, well, I don't know if they did it, but the poll was conducted. A survey of 2,000 Americans found that, for example, sugary snacks before bedtime was something that they enjoyed. Forty-five um, percent uh, like to have sugary snacks before bedtime. Thirty-seven percent even confess to "quote unquote" living their best lives and having dessert for dinner. <laughs> um, basically, so top rules adults have broken. You should raise your hands or say "I" or something if this Ooh. goes for you. Number one. At 51% uh, eat on the couch. We do that. Hi. For sure. Yeah, eat in the chair. But partly because we don't have a table. Nice. Can I see the table? You need to eat standing up. What? You need to eat standing up. That's that's your problem. No, No, on the couch. Uh, (laughs) Number two, 50% eat breakfast for dinner. But that that seems dumb to me because that's not a rule. That's That's never better. I love breakfast. That's... I normal American stuff, right? I'm surprised it's only 50%. I agree that it should be a rule. You don't want to eat breakfast for dinner? No. You don't, you don't eat like pancakes or waffles and like bacon and eggs. I don't eat those for breakfast. Hash browns. Okay. But are you still doing keto? No, I just don't like sweet breakfast and Okay, for dinner. what about like a tortilla with the eggs and the not bacon sweet. and the chorizo? And all the like, I'll do that. I'll, I do savory breakfast, yeah. but I don't do it for dinner. Oh, you're missing Interesting. out. Interesting. You must be one of those Wrong grumpy people. 50%. Okay, <laughs> 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 right, snacks before dinner, 50%. Oh, I thought I just said 40. Okay, 50% eat snacks before dinner. Do you guys do that? Snacks before dinner? No. Oh, goodness. Well, with our busy, busy lifestyles, kind of eating can. Define before. Yeah, well, like if it's getting close to dinner time and you're like, oh, I can't wait, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes uh, I'll snack what I'm preparing as I'm making it, like to make sure it's tasting uh, good and seasoned. <laughs> but I mean, really, that See, french fry is going to be good either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't really need to that. piece that. of bacon is the first round is going to be the same as the third <laughs> round. There's, there's a Costa Rican, like, Post lunch, pre supper, coffee. Oh, yeah, that's real. Holy cow! It's like a for reals thing. 
And so you have coffee and you have bread and maybe some sort of sweet. Like or cheese with the bread? Like it's bread, cheese. You better have something. Yeah. And then you yeah. have your or the world will end. <laughs> but yeah. No, I don't I do not like snacks. I mean I like snacks, but I don't like having it as a habit because it's just a bunch of added calories. I think personally my belief is that you're teaching your body to eat at unnecessary times. So I don't like snacks. I didn't have snacks growing up. Really. So that's probably she, part of it. She's just getting back at all you know what? for not having <laughs> snacks growing up. My <laughs> mom my mom had lots of um I don't know. I would say strict but like lots of policies on things and I find that they were all pretty smart policies I think possibly by accident but I like that you have family policies but whatever. <laughs> you know what? if you don't buy snacks it's a lot harder to eat them but now with Micaiah it's a little harder because she needs to eat more often because she doesn't eat very much at a time but <laughs> it also depends on if you're, you know, fat adapted or you're requiring on carbohydrate. Yeah. If you're requiring carbohydrate, then your your blood sugar levels, your insulin levels are just gonna be up and up and down much more frequently than somebody who's fat adapted and it's just much more stable in general. Mm-hmm. So, uh, intermittent fasting's kind of made me more fat adapted. And mm-hmm. um I'm more concerned with getting inside a window of eating time. So right. sometimes I'm very particular about that. Um so I just don't eat dinner or I eat it very early, but I don't know. I'm snacking throughout a four hour or five hour, six hour, eight hour window, whatever. Yeah. Mine's probably closer to eight. I usually eat between one and eight or one. and Yeah. Probably one and eight is realistic. One and seven, 30. Um, okay. So eat sugary food before bed says 45%. Now on the weekends, sometimes we do. Yeah. Sometimes with a show. Hmm. What about you guys? Do you, do you eat before? Okay, well, if you're doing the intermittent fasting thing like a good boy, then yeah, these aren't going to apply to you as much. <laughs> um, I may go crazy on fruit by the foot if I've had <laughs> some kind of... <laughs> it's it, true. A specific kind of air I've breathed in for a while. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Now I get it. Sorry, it took me a second there. <clears throat> Um, yes (laughs) and eating dessert for dinner i can't say that i don't think i've ever done that no Mm, 37 percent of people do that hard no i I don't really do sweets in general so no sweets are not my go-to at all i i like sweets my my, my sweets are scotch Oh yeah. So last, the, the guy oh. with the, the the Aaron Rodgers stash, you know, what Aaron Rodgers has after <laughs> a game is he goes and has a scotch. I'm just saying, man. The simulators are starting to pile up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Discount double check, yeah. Nice. I don't think that probably made sense to anyone else but you guys. Apparently, Austin, that would be me, has uh-huh. a my microphone makes it look like I only have a mustache that looks like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there you go. He's Who I hate. I guess I know. In, in a loving way. <laughs> a football player. But what I'm saying is that that was pre-game, pre-recording talk. Uh, and then the last thing was not eating all my vegetables. I think Ooh. this is really funny because 
So only apparently only 16% of people do this. And I'm guessing maybe it's because they just don't have the vegetables to begin with. Because <laughs> I'm like, if you're not going to eat them all anyway, why do you like, why do you even put them on your plate? Well, that's, that's silly. To make you mentally feel better. I have vegetables on my plate. But do you finish them? I won't put them. I'll put them on the table, but I won't put them on my plate. I'll just like oh, pick well, it out of the serving. I'm like, I had one. Two, I'm good. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So yeah. So that doesn't really count because, well, I don't know. I guess if, if you count it as like eating your servings of vegetables, even if you didn't serve them to well, yourself. And know. everyone in my family likes to eat tomatoes like apples. Mm. And mm-hmm. that makes me inside. That's juicy and messy, isn't it? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Well, <laughs> and I... Night, night shades have their place, kind of. Kind of. I know a girl who used to like to eat onions like that, so... Ooh. Holy. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's rough. I think that's less gross in a way just because it's not so juicy nope. and messy, but... No. Negative. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, makes you want to cry, literally. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some onions might be better than others. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, my. Okay, I just scrolled to this part. Behaviors adults want to do. (laughs) 42% of people want to eat with their hands. I mean, I I guess... I eat with my hands. Hardcore. I I guess it depends on what it is. I don't want to eat anything messy with my hands, for sure. They eat with their hands in Africa a lot. Yeah. A lot of other countries eat with their hands or use a tortilla or chip or, you know, the rice is really sticky and you kind of just ball it up and eat it. Yeah, just saying. Pizza. I'm not for that 43%, I don't think. Two, uh, 38% of adults want to blow bubbles in and drink. <laughs> I'm in the majority on that one. I want to. I would just do it if I wanted to. Like, there's nothing to hold me back on that one. It's so annoying, though. I don't do the blow- bubble blowing it, but I do do the slurping at the end. Mm. Well, you got to get the last yeah, bit out of there, especially if it's like a frappe. Or then the mix of air and oh, drink makes it a lot tastier. What? No. It does. Oh my. This air tastes so good. <laughs> it's like coffee air. Uh, 37% of adults apparently want to hide food that they don't like. What? <laughs> okay. The only Don't thing I can re- That's what dogs are for. Oops. Well, I mean, the only thing I can think of with this... In See, that would to be myself. the proof of, of, of the behavior then. Well, you said that's what dogs are for, that you're hiding it in your dog. Essentially. <laughs> I mean, I don't really do that, but I mean, if I did, that's what I would okay. do. I know yeah. my kids do that sometimes. Like, sure, Jen. How'd that pee get on the floor? <laughs> peas. Like the peas. No. <laughs> <laughs> your dog totally didn't even think of that until you <laughs> clarified. <laughs> no, uh, when I was in, when I lived in China, um, I definitely wanted to hide food we would have to go to these like banquets and because we were the my dad was doing business and we were the foreigners and so we were like the guests of honor and the guests of honor had to eat everything had to try everything first chilled monkey brains and yeah no thankfully chicken feet feet were there yeah uh and so they would turn the table around to you and you would have to (laughs) get some but I became fairly some. skilled in being kind of discreet about pretending to eat and also about swallowing with drink a lot because, man, there was definitely stuff you didn't want. There was so much good stuff, but when you would have to go to those banquets, they always wanted to pull out these more exotic things that you did not want to eat. Like fruit salad. 
Here, have these banana <laughs> spiders. Who? <Yeah. gasps> what? No, I did not eat. Oh, gracious. <laughs> oh, yeah, my candy yeah, you know scorpions. What? I see what you did there. Thanks. I missed it. It's all good. <laughs> banana spiders. That's an actual type of spider. Yeah. I know. But it has a food yeah. in the name. I see. <laughs> so Matt said, have this banana spider. Spider. I love jokes that are so good you have to explain them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like for a minute. Well, let's see if we can drag this on further. This is, this so, is good so, stuff so right the here. spider, yeah, the name of the spider? <laughs> is a banana spider. Is a banana? Do they live in bananas? Spider. Like the fruit? They turn into bananas. Yeah. Just leave them long enough. You're a dork. They, turn into they, they spin little yellow cocoons and then mold out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word! Slowly erecting fruit out there. That's crazy. Thirty-six uh, percent of adults apparently want to play with their food. This reminds me of my brothers when they were young. They would turn everything into guns. Mm-hmm. They would eat their bread into the shape of a gun and yep. shoot at each other. I don't. This is not something that appeals. I guess I'm not childlike enough. I guess I'm too. Jesus said you should be so. Yeah. Figured out. out. Guess we should all start playing with our food. My aunt likes food fights. So there's that. Have you guys ever had a food fight? No, because it's wasteful. It is. That's true. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a food fight. I don't think I've had either. It's not appealed to me. I feel like, I don't know, maybe we did at camp one time, but I don't think so wait did we ever did we have a food fight at your aunt's once i don't know why maybe saying that you know we smashed our daughter's face in her birthday cake one time that was good because she saw your kids kids do it and she wanted to do it so we did it (sighs) so i slammed it into an ice cream cake she's like oh it's frozen (laughs) (laughs) is that real or did you just say that no that's real (laughs) she was pretty upset rude (laughs) (laughs) yes that's like completely it goes with the territory. If you're at any sort of Mexican birthday party, you can't not get cake in your face. Funny story. <laughs> when maybe turned one, we were in Costa Rica, and my mom did that to my daughter, my one-year-old daughter. Just turning one. <laughs> she was very offended. She was not impressed. <laughs> Her, his mom, mom thought it was like, so funny. <laughs> and all of my aunts, my my aunts and cousins were like, <gasps> my mom was like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was tradition. like, "What the heck is wrong with your mom?" Yeah, I was like, "What the crap?" The thing is, they don't do it there, right? No. So it was just her bringing like the Mexican yep. culture in, and she. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> man, if there's ever motivation to have another kid, I think that's it. <laughs> Happy birthday! Well have... <laughs> well, have you seen the 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 videos where I saw a video like where they did it to this girl, and apparently the cake was not thick enough and hit her. Oh. head on the table and knocked her out yeah. so she's laying there on the cake like <laughs> wow and her friends are like get up get up and she's like Ugh. that's pretty strong i mean yes they're they're hardcore yeah, about it it's a mess um, <laughs> right it's a mortal combat move right there put a candle in there and pull a john wick on him oh no <laughs> oh, Speaking four. of giving food to the dog, 35% of adults want to do that. Again, I, I can't imagine they if they have a dog, they probably just do it, right? I, do you guys? I, 
it's fun yeah. watching my stepdad feed the cat and like train the cat to come to the table. My mom is so not impressed. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Like no. when, I, when I'm not eating at home and I realize that I leave little bites of everything because it's always that last little corner of the tortilla or the last little bit of crust on the pizza or whatever that I give to my dog. And then like when He's I'm like, eating at a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I guess I can just eat this. <laughs> Can I get a to-go box for these little pieces? <laughs> That's funny. That's like the opposite. Oh, that would be funny if you got a to-go box for that. <laughs> Can I get a doggy like, bag? Ooh. Uh, just, I mean, the That's just literally like, like yeah. just holding the corner of the toast like under the table. Like, mm-hmm. Anytime now, dog. <laughs> this place is dog. That just strikes me as funny because that's like <laughs> the opposite of like what dads do. They have to eat all the little bits of their kids leftover food. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's a have to. I think a lot of them want to. Well, sometimes, yeah, it's really handy. I, you get I the kid mind. a full serving of food <laughs> at like a potluck or something. You're like, here, I'll just finish it. <laughs> I planned this from the beginning. Well, how yeah. many times do you want to go through that line, okay? <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. Plus, it's usually stuff gets gone and then you miss out on it. Uh, okay, 33% uh, like blowing or want to blow a straw wrapper at someone. You do that all at our kids, don't you? Never. I feel like you do. Oh, I do. what I like to do is make, well, I haven't done it for a long time, but you know how you make the little caterpillars that mo- that move with the straw yeah, wrappers? Yeah. That's yeah, what's fun yeah. to do. That is fun. I don't do it like, unless there's kids around, I don't think, though. It's not I as like fun to twist the kids. straws then make them pop. Oh, what? I haven't done that. Ooh, yeah. You haven't done that? Like you, really loud? How do you do that? I've heard it, but I haven't done it. So you take both hands and you squeeze it and you just start twisting and it eventually mm, gets yeah. smaller and smaller and then you have somebody flick it. That's right. It gets to like an inch in the middle and you just have them flick it and it's really loud. Some of them are like freaking can hurt oh. your ears. <laughs> These are the kinds of things that people don't want to have happen anymore because they don't want straws anymore, yeah? Mm. Those kinds of your paper ones. All of a sudden, the paper straws make sense. Mm. (laughs) I still don't. The last statistic is uh, 32% want to throw food. Mm. Food fight, I guess, essentially. No desire for Maybe they're just transporting it. Me either. Sometimes I'd rather toss it to somebody instead of passing it, but other than that. There's a restaurant that I've heard of that throw biscuits or like peanuts. buns or something. Buns like put peanut. something. Oh. Dinner rolls. But then know. once it's on the floor, it's like wasted. Unless well, generally you're supposed think, to catch it, I guess. I don't think they care. <laughs> they just make enough. <clears throat> they put it in your bread basket. That reminds me of those <laughs> <laughs> those uh, what hibachi grills? Are, is that what they're called? Where they make it Mm-hmm. Right there, and then, and then they like throw stuff at you. You're supposed to try to catch it in your mouth. I never want to oh, do yeah. that. I've seen way too many AFV videos of people falling over backwards because they were trying to catch the food. That's, They'd fall off their chair. That's not too bad. It's when they make the fire volcano and your eyebrows get singed off. That's well, why were you so problem. close? <laughs> Ooh, because the that? fire goes, and you're like, what? I onion. love this choo choo. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my word. <sighs> I still have my eyebrows, but you know, sometimes. Hmm. Well, that's all my food statistics for the day. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks, Tina. <laughs> well, uh, I'll keep my next one quick. 
a little little quick cryptocurrency update as far as price action is concerned. So for the last couple months, uh, Bitcoin and, and several cryptocurrencies have been trending downwards slowly at sometimes quicker at others. Mm. And then um, on Friday, things changed in a big way. Uh, China's president, I'm going to take a shot at this name here, Xi Jinping, went ahead and said, hey, China, all in, all in on blockchain. Loving huh. this blockchain. Can't get enough blockchain. And uh, Bitcoin, which had dropped to about 73, 7,400 or so, spiked over 10,000 like in like half a day. It was it was wild. It, then, you know, it, it retraced a bit and it's uh, kind of settled in right now like at the podcast on this uh, on the 28th of October is about 9,300. So 9,300 on that. So significant uptrend there. Uh, well, movement anyway. I don't know if I call it a trend just yet, but promising for some. You know, the volume has been intense, intense. since then. So why... Uh, do we have any conspiracies of why China's suddenly all in? Well, I don't know about they're all in this. I mean, they've been largely impacting price for you know for years in the sense that they were constantly banning and unbanning it. So the fact uh. that they would say that, hey, we're all in on it, like that's uh, it's it's a bigger deal until they maybe change their mind again. But, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, wondering why. Well, the thing is, like, wouldn't you think? crypto would be a very hard thing to track for the government or a government and such if it's a privacy coin but if it's not a privacy coin then it's even better realistically you can mm-hmm. you can see on a ledger where these things go to and from whether you not you can match up what the uh you know the who the wallets belong to is a different thing but i mean mm-hmm. you can track movement better than you can yeah on, on cash for sure mm-hmm. so I don't. That, I, mean, I, I imagine with China's systems that they wouldn't say that, and without having ample yeah. ways of tracking, right? Um, but yeah, so, so that move on Friday and throughout the weekend was uh, like the biggest single day move um, since like 2013, I think. So that's a pretty long time. Is a big one. Is a big one. Hmm. Um, was that by number or by percentage? Percentage. By percentage, so I yeah, think it was twenty thirteen. I'm like, did it move two thousand dollars in twenty thirteen? No, no. But it was no. like it was a. Uh, I think at one point it was like forty eight percent jump in a day. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I mean, it's it settled around a you know twenty five percent jump when it was all said and done. But uh, fun day to be holding that stuff. Now, how about that QAnon? Where do you go? Where do you go? Yeah, right. Go? What who, what QAnon? Hmm. So we we did our episode on QAnon, oh man, six months ago? I feel like it was sometime in June or something like that. So Sounds maybe good. four or five months ago. Um, and he's done this throughout his couple of years of being online, kind of disappeared at different times. But uh, usually it's maybe 30 days. His la- The last post for QAnon was on August 1st. Um, was so, it that Epstein didn't do it? Coats before D-Class. <laughs> yeah, Coats before D-Class. So, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, the guy's last name is Coats. 
<laughs> oh, it's uh, not put on your coats? I see. C-O-A-T, yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, come on. Find it, find it. We're recording, we're recording. Coates. Is it Dan Coates, something like that? Um, anyway, uh, at least around in, in August, and that that was the news coming out of Washington was um, some of the, I think it was testimony by Mr. Coates, whatever his first name is. And then uh, he's been saying C before D for months. And he finally decoded that as Coates before D class. And the D class is always a reference to the declassification of the documents um, for different th- things such as the pedophile uh, ring or the declassification of things about Russia or the Mueller report or whatever. So um, basically the overall premise is that they have a bunch of documents that could do all sorts of damage and they're uh, releasing them in the right order at the right time. And so the last tweet or the last message was C before D, Coast before D class. Uh, the month of August traditionally very hot. You have more than you know, and then nothing. Mm. Uh, there was a message shortly thereafter about how the website that QAnon uses to get his information out there was compromised, basically hacked, and so there was a note on the I I go to QMap.pub. Uh, so, and there was a note at the top of that for a long time that basically said we're waiting on official word that the security has been restored or we're going to switch to a different service or whatever. And that note is long gone, but there's still no new information from Q. And then all the people who watch Q religiously, um, I have not seen anything come through from them either. So yeah, QAnon has been conspicuously absent for, August, September, October, going, you know, beginning a fourth month. Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting that it's also during the whole impeachment um, Hmm. stuff. And I, I am so, so freaking sick of of Washington, D.C. in the news. (laughs) More the news than Washington, D.C., which is saying a lot. Um, that I haven't watched much about the impeachment. I have not been listening because it's all a bunch of blowhards. Um, have you guys heard anything about the impeachment? Have you been watching anything about it? Just kind of tracking a little bit of confusion about people talking about somebody supporting impeachment versus supporting the actual vote, putting it to a vote. Um, as far like, should we proceed with impeachment proceedings? Like, make it official. And, uh, you know, if you don't make it official, then it's just a bunch of chatter without the, actually any kind of ability to defend yourself um, as the person that, that's being targeted as impeachable. Right. So they can, they can just throw all sorts of accusations, but not actually have to take it to, and then Trump has no legal recourse to say this is actually false or whatever. Right. Right. It's they're, they're trying, they're, they're trying to find something from, from, uh, from what I've heard or whatever, I I don't listen to the news, quote unquote, but I do listen to some um, talk show stuff. <clears throat> and full disclosure, they're right 
right leaning people or whatever but mostly uh it's kind of like a narrative something comes out the democrats are like see impeach 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 and the uh republicans are like or whatever these people are like no it just means this it just means that you know it's it's it every every little thing that comes up then the news just kind of pees all over themselves saying how how you know guilty trump is and whatever but it's dude my favorite bit of 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 news recently like headlines you guys catch that washington post headline about uh al Baghdadi being killed but they didn't say like oh he's an extremist or he's a terrorist up front initially they're like uh religious scholar guys (laughs) Like what? Really? No, it was austere. Okay. Austere, austere religious scholar. Yes. <laughs> what the heck? Austere religious scholar. Well what? played, Washington Post. I'm not joking, <laughs> but I mean, like, have you like the Project Veritas stuff? Have you have you seen that in regards to in regards to CNN? And uh, I don't think this was Project Veritas per se, but the New York Times just openly came out and said, "We're going, we're going for Trump, and we're we're." we're going to focus on racism as a narrative. And, and then the project Veritas guy caught some CNN people saying, you know, our focus is going to be impeach for the rest of the year. It's going to be impeach, impeach, impeach. Right. It's good journalism. Yeah. <laughs> journalism. What did he, what did, whatever. Um, did, did, did QAnon did, or hold on. Did they, compromise the website the day that they killed epstein i don't know why i think that that coincided it if it wasn't the day of it was a day or two later it was very very close Hmm. as soon as epstein died or died or was killed or killed suicided himself got suicided uh i I went (laughs) i was trying to figure out what was going on or if Q had anything to say about it. And I remember not coming across anything. I can't remember which congressman had the quote that I love about Epstein's suicide. He says, uh, I was surprised to find out. uh, I was very surprised to find out about Epstein's suicide, but probably not as surprised as he was. Yeah, That was the uh, the, the (laughs) prestigious and honorable John McAfee. That's right. (laughs) What about, uh, have they, gotten any website back up and running or not like because it's not it wasn't only for q right that they used like 8chan or whatever 4chan correct but um the hopefully my internet doesn't blink out i'm trying to um there's an update i have not watched it came out a week ago from praying medic and so I don't want to speak to it and be wrong, mm-hmm. but from what I watched, uh, from what I watch on QMAP, the little warning disappeared, or the w- little like it said, you know, we're waiting on official word, blah blah. So I'm going to say yes that there is some sort of official replacement, something mm-hmm. um, in place, just because that warning is gone. But I can't. I mean, he hasn't posted, so yeah, it's hard to prove. You know, that's what a lot of the uh, QAnon detractors at this point are saying who started following QAnon. Mm-hmm. They're basically like, look, you know, all these threats of like, the pain, bring on the pain and it's coming and D-class mm-hmm. is coming. Like, 
so many of the things just still haven't happened. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those people are like, look, this person is clearly just fishing for, it's, they don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would say there's a lot of proofs beyond that. So I still think it's, it's uh, valid, but, and, and if you're trying to clean up the cabal that's been running the world for over 150 years, um, maybe longer, depending on how you count it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's not exactly something you can do in a couple of years of, you know, one president. So it's, it's, um, it's frustrating because a lot of people, a lot of known pedophiles and known rapists and known uh, traitors. And I mean, just just back zoom out and look at washington d c look at the media and and get past your pet your pet ideas your pet beliefs or your pet political viewpoints and just examine things it's just really broad picture things like the average net worth of a of a congressperson before they take office and the average net worth of the congressperson after they leave office and tell me that it's not corrupt and you know the good old boys club and you know how many people work for the media and then go become a congressperson or vice versa or mm. siblings or spouses or whatever it just it is a cesspool that is that is very much running our country and it is disgusting the thing is is that we all get so caught up in that one or or two pet issue that fits on one or one side of the aisle or the other and we we don't have the ability to kind of let go of our pet issue enough to examine the fact that we're all being played for fools in a major way and there is an elite ruling class in this country and in this world that is evil and um is not fit to rule and so i think for me, for better or worse, my hope is that this non-politician, Donald Trump, is actually going to clean the swamp. Because if he, if he doesn't finish the job while he's in there, there is no freaking way that they're ever going to let it happen again. That's what I was thinking, was like, well, he only has so much time left. And clearly, if this is the case, then those people are for sure controlling who's getting in next. So right. like, <laughs> what's gonna happen? When when did you say the last post was? Uh, QAnon post. August first. Okay, on August fifteenth, Trump tweeted that Dan Coats was fired as the director of national intelligence. Okay. Hmm. And there's been speculation that Coates is firing as DNI was connected to the intelligence community's response to the Trump telephone conversation with Ukrainian President Vlado whatever Zelensky on July 25th. Coast dismissal was three days later. This sequence of events was not understood at the time because details of the call, which resulted in the impeachment inquiry against Trump, were not then yet public. So he might have had something to do with stuff there. And, okay. then, and then now, uh, since, I guess, Barr has been going full board on the investigation for of how the Russian collusion started, which that yeah. 
it still feels like in what scenario does it make sense for okay i guess the website thing but other than that does it make sense for q to not continue putting something out like well, unless needs, something is going on with that he needs well he it, slash they it, yeah slash she i don't know if, <laughs> well, yeah. he was dan Coates. oh wait no don't that wouldn't make sense would it <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm just like, well, what if it's all going to crap? Eh. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of a uh, it's the stuff's still happening. Well, some, I'm really curious about the, this investigation because I mean, if they get down to the bottom of it and and it is and they can prove the way that the whole because I mean, let's face it, it's been. This all these allegations, Russia, Ukraine, impeach, all that stuff has just been trying to bog Trump down from actually being able to govern. Let's make as much, let's raise as much hell as we can to keep him trying to fight the Democrats on that side so that he can't actually get his agenda moving forward. That's all it's been. I still want to know if all of his... All the way that he was interacting in the beginning. I guess I haven't paid attention since the very beginning when he first got elected. If he's still doing it, I assume he, maybe he probably still is. Uh, all the, like, what's the word for it? Um, like, goading or, like, like just, like, tweeting stuff and saying things and the way that he talks and everything, trying to get people's goat and whatnot. Like, if it was because... Like, why? I, I'm still curious why. If he's really just, like, kind of genius playing people or if he's just, like that dumb <laughs> i'm so curious see i think like ben shapiro had a i think it was him like had an interesting take on this that i was listening to the other day and it was that he said he did not understand fully understand what was going on until crap started hitting the fan especially with leaks in his administration there are a lot of there are a lot of uh career politicians in in the staff of the president mm -hmm. he brings some but there are a lot of other people lower level and so on and so forth and like if you if if you look at the beginning of his presidency there was just leaks right and left and they were they were trying to make him look illegitimate look stupid and but he whatever was, wasn't he the one tweeting and, himself <laughs> well yeah but but i feel like as I think Trump is smart, but he is also very, he's a very vain guy. Well, he might be. And he doesn't take like, he comes across that way, but it's hard to tell. He doesn't take looking stupid or, uh, or uh, any, or being ridiculed lightly. And so he just kind of lashes out maybe. I don't know. Heart wounds. Maybe <laughs> daddy issue. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. It's interesting. Well, let's completely change the mood around here. Let's, bam, bam, let's sell some stuff. Okay. So, what? I was going to do my... Blah, 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 you're no, you're not. Guy. No, you're not. On. That's it. I'm out of here. I don't have anything to sell anyway. <laughs> so, uh, some, some may know, some may not. Uh, I also do another podcast called Evolving Parent. And on Friday, I had the privilege and honor of uh, interviewing Dr. Stephen Fonso, 
and author of Finding Magic in the Mess, A Path to Greater Presence and More Joy, One Parenting Moment at a Time. The book looks a whole lot or exactly like this right here. <laughs> Popsicle? Nice. nice. Yeah. A melted popsicle. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like if you fell. have been with this podcast for a while, maybe you came from the website and you, you found the podcast that way, um, you would be delighted to know that, uh, you know, Dr. Fonso is um, on board with many, many of the beliefs that are um, held by people at the Epic. It was a lot of fun talking. I found we had a, a ton in common. Um, and it was one of the easiest interviews I've ever done. So I look forward to, uh, not just uh, you know saying maybe you sh if you're a parent you should consider getting his book which is brilliantly written in tiny chunks um, you know because parents don't always have you know 20 minutes to sit down to get a chapter in I mean you can knock out a chapter of this in a couple of minutes so and there's questions afterwards yeah there's mm. questions and there's good affirmations and, and and fun really good things um, in this book so um, I look forward to um, I'm not say I, I want to elevate the the message and the speaker. I mean, I don't think that there's, um, you know, you're going to find any book that you probably agree 100% with. Um, and I don't think this book's the exception there, but at the same time it can challenge you and then cause you to, to you know, dig deeper into what you do believe and mm -hmm. affirm that or discard it and take on something new. So as always, you want to chew the meat and spit the bones. Finding magic in the mess. Nice. Get it. Thank you for that book review. And pumping podcast, Evolve a Parent, making a comeback. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to bring that out as we kind of take a hiatus here on this one? Yeah. <laughs> so some of you may or may not know, but I am a houseplant enthusiast. I think <laughs> I have about maybe more than 100 plants. Maybe. And yeah, yeah. people know this. And so I was partnering. Do with, they all have names? No, okay. maybe a handful of them. Mm -hmm. um, those are the ones I keep forever. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I was partnering with someone who wanted to kind of do um, share plants with me and, and kind of mail them. So I was looking around the interwebs for um, pots that looked a little bit nicer than just the, the regular garden pots that you get, but that are still light and um, user friendly. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, don't drop the plant. I have this, this pot here and this lovely plant. This plant's just about us. But the pot is four inches. It's made out of plastic. It has a little saucer, but it separates. So if you mm -hmm. want to water it, you can. And if you don't want to, here. But um, the big takeaway from this is that it's just as light as maybe those garden pots, that, but it looks prettier. So it comes in different yeah, colors. Yeah, I usually see those in that clay color. This is more like... Yes. So nice terracotta, white. terracotta are nice. I have a sensory thing and I don't like the way terracotta feels. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. plastic. so this is a plastic bin, but it's just a little nicer. So nice. There you go. Good deal. Noise. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys know me in books. I love books. Mm -hmm. And I am uh, at a particular place in life where I am reevaluating my finances and I am, I've already read this book before, but I'm going to be reading it again mm -hmm. because I was so impressed with it. It's uh, Money Master the Game by our buddy, Tony Robbins. Uh -huh. um, so what's really cool about this book is Tony is not a finance advisor, 
but he is a life coach to 50 of the top financials, financially successful people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't pretend to be the expert, but he went and did two to four hour interviews with 50 different experts and put everything he learned into this book. Now, if you know anything about Tony Robbins, I mean, obviously, when I say everything he learned, Tony Robbins knows how to learn. Learning is an art that Tony Robbins has mastered. Mm -hmm. And so for him to spend four hours with Ray Dalio, who is, or Dahlia, who's, you know, freaking the top, uh, one of the top advisors in the world for, you know, I think he does, uh, I know he's in the stock market. I can't remember what specifically he does, but point being is that, um, you know, that's just one example of getting information from, uh, you know, Warren Buffett or Redalia or, um, I mean, I can't, he, there are so many people in this list and there's retirement experts, there's accounting experts, there's uh, tax experts. And um, there's, as far as the advice in that book, it's, it is really down to earth and yet very thorough. So uh, if you're at a place where you want to reevaluate your finances, um, that book for me is, and I've read a lot of, I have a degree in finance. So I have read a lot of financial books and this really does kind of sum up all the angles at money, especially on a personal level and learned a crap ton of stuff that I did not know. And I'm very glad I read it. And if you do have money, um, read it even more because he's got a lot of advice on how to make more. So. Nice. My product this month is uh, something that I've had for years, actually. It's a facial washing brush, and I love it for uh, exfoliating and such. This one is a lay professional, neither here nor there, but I think I've had the same pair of batteries in here for all these years. Um, Anyway, you can use it in the shower and... It was like 30 bucks or something, I think. So I highly recommend something like this for myself, at least. I tend to have kind of dry skin, and so I use that and then uh, use like some sort of um, like mango butter, shea butter, something like that for my face. So simple, effective. I don't have a product, so ineffective. Do you have a joke? <laughs> no. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. No. <laughs> well, <can't> think of one. <laughs> well, we'll just soar right into the ending of this thing then. All <laughs> <laughs> right, here we are. We suddenly landed abruptly. So this is our last, mostly oh. monthly, of the season. <laughs> yes, and uh, we've got a couple podcasts coming out after this as well. I think a couple. Just one. Just one coming out. Well, no, we're recording one more, but we it'll, they'll be still coming out because. Right. Yeah, take that. I know what's up. You do. Good job. All right. So we're gonna have a couple <laughs> more coming out after that, and then uh, see you guys again next year after that. So saturate yourself in the podcasts that are to come to make yourself get through the holidays. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> see you next year. Go back and yeah, go back and uh, listen to the ones you missed. Because we're doing that right now. If you're feeling like you need to, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't miss any. Not. <laughs> Fortunate it was. At least I don't think I did. With your, 
with drop-ins like your amazing product today and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and my stories and my, yeah, totally. So maybe I didn't miss a couple. <laughs> well, you know what? Thanks for joining us again for another mostly monthly. <laughs> and uh, catch you guys later. Where can you find us before oh. we leave? Wow. <laughs> Ooh. You know, since somebody wants to know this, I'll, I will be sharing that information here right now. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at, at Epic Ideas. You can find our Patreon account. Um, I guess maybe I should have left that somebody else on it. What's up? <laughs> what are we doing here? Patreon account, you can find it in any of the blog posts, post epi- uh, episode posts, whatever. That's good. It's a good idea. Who does that? Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. You'll find it. Oh, and yeah, you can go catch up on a bunch of uh humorous things that happened um either before or after the podcast sometimes in the middle apparently um <laughs> and or other conversations that are not on the podcast but still if worth you're hearing. interested in those those are some interesting yeah some interesting things happen at bookends of this <laughs> recording so there you go peace Dust. peace among worlds <laughs> oh boy is that from something or just not special okay i hope so (laughs) this is a california howdy